What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. How are you this fine Doing day? All right. Well, rainy day. Well, it's still a fine day in its own way. Yes. As a rainy day can be the best day. It could be. It's a pretty strong thunderstorm we've been it having the last couple really days. Is. Like, it's it's kind of little, shocking. It kind of got a little hairy uh, a little bit last night. I this was morning. like, my, tornado my electronics. And stuff. I know. <laughs> Surge protectors, please, everywhere. But uh, but no, it's, it's a good day for a couple things. Yes, we have... We're, uh, we have some rain, which much needed. It's a good spring shower, spring May's flowers, you know, as they say. But then it's also another good day because we're here recording a new episode. Finally. Finally. Gosh. Our 160th episode, actually. Oh so it's a pretty big day. But uh, but it's it's a big day for more things than one. And the fact that it is, we're having a new episode. We're bringing a new fresh one. And because if anyone, if you've been, keep, you know, consistent listener, been keeping up, you know we've been having to do a lot of replays lately. And it's just because we, uh, specifically me, really, I hit a big wall with lots of different life things going on. Um, and... Just, uh, I actually had a death in the family and then we had, and then I had to travel for a lot of work. And so that's just pretty much things were busy already and trying to keep up with it was hard. But so then it just, we just had to make that executive decision. So I thank you everyone very much for, uh, for sticking around and listening and your patience as we, as we dealt through all that, um, and because even the replays like still got really good numbers, so thank Did you they for, really? for all the good replays, like sticking around and listening we to those just and all that. Do replays yeah, just for the recycle rest of the it year. all for everything. Um, Come back next year, fresh new ideas. Yeah. So it's been it's been a month, but here we are. We're back in the chair, and it feels great. And it's and I think it's it's actually really cool that it's one sixty for some reason that like has a it's a, a new ten. It's you know? kind of like our sweet sixteen. But like the old version. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like if you were a 160-year-old person, you would have a new sweet 16 to celebrate how far you had made it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like the first person yeah, in a very, the, very, 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 You'd be the very, new very, Methuselah. Very, there you go. You know, so, so yeah. So we're back. We're ready. And the, uh, episode 160 kind of feels like a nice little fresh restart to, to, our, to our year. Indeed. So we're going to keep bringing you that sweet, sweet gaming content that we talk about here on Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show. Like I said, we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. Head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen to find all the places where you can listen. We're also on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description below. And finally, we're a completely listener-supported show, so if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating, also, again, thank you, patrons, for your patience Sticking as well, because us. we haven't <laughs> been able to have early access and all that. So it's an incredibly big special thank you to all of you as well. We love you all. Big hearts. Big hearts. Check out the video version on YouTube.com slash Team Chat Podcast. You can see us giving you... You can see the real hand hearts, hearts, right? right Live. It's true. It's real. We love you all. (laughs) But you can join our Patreon and get cool perks like getting the episodes early like I talked about before the general Tuesday release. You also get access to a private Discord server, a channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery, where it's just, you know, have a lot of fun conversation topics and a lot of gaming stuff and discussion that goes even outside of gaming. Like we're starting to recently have, well... Some little bit of like Magic Gathering discussion on oh, there, yeah. you know, and some different stuff like that. So it's a lo- it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun over there. So again, check us out patreon.com slash Team Podcast. And a big thank you again to all of our patrons who make each and every show possible. I have been looking more into how we can get around not being able to play Magic Arena on Max. 
Yeah. I Surely there's like they, they, definitely they there are ways. Maybe, I hope. I think we can get Fingers around crossed. it by like installing some suspicious drivers and stuff. Mm. You might want to do that on your personal laptop and not your like work ones. <laughs> yeah. But we might be able to hack it. I've been playing uh, Magic: The Gathering duels um, on the phone. And it's the been, phone. Yeah, no, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Is like, it really? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it actually like showed me some different um, gameplay mechanics that I wasn't quite how they worked in the oh maybe it's like physical a, card version. Hmm. And so you, in the training of that, I was like, oh, so that's how that works. So yeah, I'm actually uh, right now. I'm working on a white and red deck that is highlighting vigilance, haste, and mentor. So bro, if you have bro any, Logan uh, has a deck that is just like that. Really, it is well because it's, it's. I'm using a lot of cards with like the new Boros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff. Yes, so um, it's a lot of it's the feature around that. So if you have any uh, any deck building tips and advice, because I'm still really new at this. Maybe we can start a little like side channel on the Discord. That's all about See, magic. and if we could get Magic Arena set up for us, we could do like listener tournaments. Ooh. Lose like in this. real time. Because yeah, that's all that would be happening. <laughs> Want to hear us cry on Discord? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. So because this is kind of like we're getting back from uh, from random breaks and things like that, this episode is going to be a little bit different in that it's basically just it's really going to be kind of us catching up because even we haven't been able to hang out and like interact and talk about things yeah. as much as we have. So it's going to, it's going to be a smorgasbord of different ideas, topics and news. Like we're going to talk about some old news stuff that's come out months ago at this point <laughs> or, or even a month ago. <laughs> we just didn't get to talk about it. We just didn't get it. to talk about it. So we want to talk about it. Uh, and some different things like that, what we've been playing lately and anything else that just comes to our mind that we want to talk about. So hopefully you all have fun with that. But before we get into that, did you have a moment with that? No, I just... Oh, pfft, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can restart all this. I forgot that that was something we did. <laughs> so, so. I told you, it's, it's been a few Whoopsie days. doodles. I mean, we'll just do... We'll have like the big news stuff and everything, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it seems like we'll just like some release dates of anything. Because I'm, t- I'm told... Me, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But you know... You know I barely do my job. <laughs> But you do it so well. I do. I, you know, I at just have the, no reason to doubt at the bare minimum <laughs> level of effort. <laughs> All right. So, in case you missed it, uh, recently come out as of April second, you had Bomber Crew Complete Edition for PS4 and Switch. Dark Siders War Mastered Edition came out for Switch also on April second. Uh, recently out this past weekend as well, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission uh, for the Switch and PC. I have no idea what that is, but if it's not um, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, I doubt anybody really cares. Um, and then coming out as of this episode's air date, Dangerous Driving Ooh. for PS4 and Xbox One. Arguably what sounds like the most honest driving game title really I've does. ever heard. I it's like that. That's really funny. Uh, also coming out today, you have Neo Atlas 1469 for the Switch, Shovel Knight Showdown oh. for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac also came out today. I'm really interested in that. Shovel Knight is a super fun that game. That one I've been curious about as well. Shovel Knight is, um, you know, it's basically like a retro-styled uh, 2D side-scrolling platformer, right. and it looks so fun, it does look and really I fun. really should have played it uh, sooner, but uh, sometimes you just can't. <laughs> Life happens. Another 
another one that I really am excited about just because it's kind of like a throwback. Uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy is coming up for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So previously, the Ace Attorney games, as far as I know, have only ever been for Nintendo platforms. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the old trilogy is coming out for all of these different platforms is super exciting. And you've played some of those before, right? Like we've talked, or or am I confusing it with Professor Layton? Both. So I've played more of Professor Layton. I played the very first Ace Attorney game. And then I think I tried to play the second one, and I just, for whatever reason, I didn't really like it as much. Mm -hmm. But I was also younger back then and my you know skills of deduction and reasoning <laughs> were, weren't as powerful right, as they right, are now right. but those games are much more intense than you would think like I, when i was actually in like the court trial in the first game i was like sweating i was like oh my god oh my god this is so stressful i don't know how people can do this job <laughs> it's they're really fun so i hope people do uh i hope that gets a lot of attention i'm excited about that um also on april 9th there's a lot coming out today uh zon Key Zero. That is spelled Z-A-N-K-I and then the word zero. Last beginning for PS4 and PC. No idea what that is. My bad. And then coming soon on April 11th, you have Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Have you played or seen any Earth Defense Force games? No. Last one. It sounds like real-time strategy. It's not. It's not? It's uh, actually... It it, it does, though, sound like it should be that. But it's actually... um, the one I played, it came out for PS Plus on the for the PS3, and it's like Earth Defense Force 2044, something like that. But something anyway, stupid. It's basically you're just like soldiers fighting huge bugs. Oh, and it's oh, so it's like a it's like a military sci-fi game. Yeah, okay. but it's really <clears throat> it felt more like an arcade game that you'd play at like a Dave and Buster's or. Something, something oh, like, like one of the ones style. where you get like the fake plastic gun. You yeah, go, pew, pew. it definitely <laughs> felt like it should have been more of that kind of game rather than a, on console. But That's it, so it was interesting. Really I just funny. like played around with it because I'd heard about it and was curious, and then I played it for like ten minutes. I was like, not for me, but it's interesting. Maybe that's the kind of game that they should consider for VR. I could see that doing well in VR. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Earth Defense Force, Iron Rain, um, for PS4 April 11th. And then coming extra soon, or not extra soon, just soon, on April 12th, Nintendo Labo VR Kit for the Switch. I think we're actually going to talk about Let's this go ahead and jump in into today's it. topic. But wait, there's just like two more. Okay, Give me two more. Uh, and then on April 13th, you have Konami Arcade Classics for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That should actually be pretty fun. Some good arcade. There's a games lot in there. coming out this month. Yeah. That's actually a pretty hefty. Because we're almost assortment. I'm trying to think. I guess Days Gone is one of the big games coming out at the end of this month. Yeah, that's the end of the month. Yeah. Oh, and Mortal Kombat 11. Oh. I forgot about okay. that. Man, I know. Like that game looks so cool. So, and, I, and I know I'm terrible. I am trash tier at fighting games, but. Every time a new Mortal Kombat comes out, I get excited and want to play it. The only thing I know about this new Mortal Kombat is that the character design, like, lead guy that they got to do it seems awesome. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how many of the previous, or really it's like in all fighting games, uh, the super sexualized female character mm-hmm. designs are right. getting super old. Yep. And the new guy was like, you know what? We're not going to do that. And like he really redesigned them to still look super badass and cool without literally wearing like string bikinis right. while they fight. That's so, great. and he like had a whole article interview and people were like, wow, these are a big departure from the past. And he was like, yeah, it's on purpose. And he even said, like, if we lose people playing the game because of this, I don't care. This is how I wanted to design right. them. And that's, I was like, good for you, man. No, Stick to awesome. your guns. That's really awesome. So, that's all I know about Mortal Kombat 11. And as a result, 
I personally am much more interested in it. <laughs> I mean, but you're like you're into Tekken. I know it's yeah, different I, games, but it's different games. Tekken is also guilty of that to a certain extent, but yeah, it comes out to an extent. They all it are, comes out like. more in the customization. I mm-hmm. feel like with Tekken, whereas with a lot of other games, it's just built right in. Like it's just like yeah, they're gonna have size double H boobs and like mm-hmm. a waist that's this big and absolutely no armor also a thong on the battlefield and it's like cool because that makes sense with high heels need need that's that's real cool yeah it makes no sense i feel good about this <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, good. it's good to see that you know taking an affirmative yeah. step to change that. i i, I really like that so Guy whose name I can't remember at this time. I was actually going to look, look him up because like, I feel like we need to give him a special like shout Whoops, out. I, of, uh, it was some article, and I was like, "Neato!" And actually, the designs look really sharp. I, they look. I don't want to say like cartoony, but they look very like bold and bright. Yes, they like, do. With really sleek lines. They're really cool. Oh, I'm going to jump in then to the next thing. If you could look up at this dude, yes, these guys that's names really quick. So speaking of Labo VR. Which also is awesome that they're bringing this even to Labo as another offering to it. But the big news around that is that they did announce, Nintendo announced, that there was going to be versions of Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild that are going to be playable on Labo VR. So two things about this, or really the main thing that I want to jump into about this, is to ask you, how do you feel about that? Since you've never, you haven't necessarily been the biggest proponent of VR and now, you know, but now here are like two games that I feel like you, you, I mean, you love Breath of the Wild and yes. you know, obviously things like that. So I feel like how does this affect your overall view slash having not yet played it, though, taking that into account as well? My gut reaction is a firm, but I feel fair boo. Okay. <laughs> so I am still, so it's going to be Breath of the Wild and what? Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. As, as two of the bigger, I, th- I think there will be more, but I think those are like the bigger ones that they're bringing up first. For, so what will that look like in, in actual gameplay then? Is it going to try to put you in a first person view of Link? I doubt it. Because, because that's, that's I feel like it is a major those, reimagining yeah, of the game at that both point. Both of those games are from a third person perspective. So what's that actually going to look like when you're in it. Yeah. I mean, are you still going to be looking at Link or Mario and then it'll just be the world that surrounds you? Maybe. Those are the questions I have that make me like, how's that going to actually Because yeah, especially with, with Super Mario Odyssey with it going with transitioning in some points in from the 3D into the 2D. Yeah. Like how yeah, how will that quite play out? I imagine if for anything it'll be more of the you can look around and have a little bit bigger field of view based on how you're looking, but Especially in Breath of the Wild, how will that tie into, say, like combat? Especially, like, I could see aiming your yeah. bow, they could have some really cool integrations with, like, the, the Joy Cons if you hold them in your hands and stuff. Yeah. And you, like, can maybe do, like, a, the, the bow pull, like what they had in the archery from Wii Sports, you know, way back when. <laughs> Good old Wii Sports. You know, just throwing it back <laughs> to the classics. And so I don't know, but it's, I was, I'm interested in it. I, I don't know of enough to yeah. buy a Labo oh, VR no. kit, nope. but I'm interested in it, and it will be cool to see videos when that comes down the pipe. Yeah, I am really interested just to see how it turns out, but in terms of like my personal investment level in either of those experiences, literally zero. Yeah. There's no chance that I'm going to actually invest money in that. Even Fair though enough. I think Labo, by and large, is a fantastic idea, those specific games mm-hmm. being more or less ported into a VR format... Not super jazzed about it. I feel like the potential for VR comes from new, quirky, kind of really different ideas. And I'm just not really, I don't know, I'm just not super excited about that whole concept. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know, I feel like... 
would it really be better in terms of how the game plays? Because considering how movement-oriented Mario Odyssey in particular is, you know, it's a really popular game now for speedrunners, for people who are really into pushing the limits of what you can do mechanically with the game. How's that going to translate into a VR setting? Is it going to make the controls wonkier? Is it going to be harder to actually get Mario from point A to point B the Mm -hmm. way that you want to do it and not necessarily the way that the game has laid out for you so i don't know i'm just not not sold on it hmm. still vr sucks still not on the vr train <laughs> i mean yeah still fair. not on i mean it. that's fair that's, uh, that's a very good point if you think you're not going to enjoy it like why spend the money and all that if, other stuff? if it were already a first person like viewed game mm-hmm. i think i would be a little bit more amenable to that idea but i, I just I, i'm just really not sure how that's going to work yeah and i'm curious to know what actually is going to happen with it no it makes sense it makes sense and i actually think i may have found that guy's name maybe stall for like two seconds okay well stall for two seconds by jumping into like the new uh the next part of this conversation on breath of the wild in terms of catching up is i recently after express, expressing my uh, frustrations with breath of the wild and how my playthrough of that had been going i did in the midst of all this like work travel and things that i had i did restart Breath of the Wild. Which is crazy. Yes. I can't believe you actually did it. I did not think that you would like really ever go back to it. Not I feel like, lie. well, because I honestly felt like at this point, if I didn't restart the game, my whole like basis of it was going to be tainted. And I kind of wanted to have a, because of how much issue I was having with getting started, because I granted on my own fault, I started playing, fell off, pick it back up, fell off, pick it back up, fell off. And so it was hard to retain some of the things. And I feel like I just missed things about it. I don't know. But I, but so I wanted to be able to give the game a fair shake, which is why I I restarted. Um, And I have to say, I reached out to our patrons on our discord on the rogues gallery channel asking them for any tips and tricks that might make my experiences better and my god has those has those tips and tricks paid off already the biggest one though i will say came from riven who told me to not to ignore saving your high high level equipment and and waiting until like a big boss which is exactly what i had been doing in my first playthrough i was using lower end weapons and everything to fight like the little enemies that you fight and then when i would get to bigger bosses that's when i would pull out the big guns but that has made it so much more enjoyable, not feeling like I'm just basically scratching people, even minor enemies with my weapons, which is what it felt like in the first one. Now I'm actually running up and having good fights. I'm pulling off impressive moves. I actually really figured out how to do the dodge and like the flurry attack oh, good. and all that different stuff, jump attacks, all this different stuff. It's, it's just been that in and of itself. And that's really good advice so because better. you will get weapons every which way till Sunday. Oh, Eventually yeah. you won't even have enough slots for all the weapons that you have. Which I'm already running yeah, into. Exactly. So I have like I feel like I'm just paying more attention as it started. I'm understanding like the story, I'm understanding what's going on. I have been easy I've figured out like better ways to find like the restless crickets. I know we talked about that one of the last times we talked about the it. Was restless the, the, crickets. the errand where you have to find uh <laughs> because he wants oh, what's the guy's name? Manny in Hatano Village. He wants to impress Prima the is she the the hotel or is that the? Yes, you're right. Yeah, she's like the cute girl that runs the hotel. Yeah, he wants to impress her, and you he makes you go ask her like what she likes, and she says crickets. Like to yeah. to be kind of a jerk about it, be like, I'm not telling you what I like. I just met you, and so you go to have to go collect ten crickets for this guy. I've actually started finding crickets because I realized did you, you go can cut out, down the grass exactly, and that's you how you find go the crickets. Out back to the yes, yeah. okay, See? good so for I'm, you. I'm figuring out these little things that I just completely missed <laughs> and, and glossed over in my first initial playthrough, and I'm already. 
My initial playthrough, I stopped at the first Divine Beast, Varuta, which is the one I was going for first. And I never, and so that's pretty much where I'd gotten to. And I'm already like almost back to that. So I'm making nice. pretty good progress and I'm feeling just better about it. I'm cooking good. better meals. I'm doing all this other stuff. My only big thing right now, which I talked to you actually a little bit uh, about last night, is that my left Joy-Con is on the fritz. Yeah. Which is really making it difficult which to Which is unfortunate because I feel like that problem is mostly fixed. Yeah. At least like, for I me, it's finally, yeah. like, I did the software updates yeah. and everything, so I'm trying a few more things. I'm going to figure it out. But okay. Like for, but, so I'll just play on Pro Controller or whatever exactly. for a while. But, and I mean, so it's I not a big like... deal. I just did, well, on my like work travel that I had go- coming up, I was like, I'm not bringing my Pro Controller, too. I'm already carrying all this camera gear. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a stretch to even get the Switch to fit in my carry-on. <laughs> but damn it, I made it fit. <laughs> And so I just, I was just like, so I'll, I'll do that for until I can get that figured out. But it has been so much fun. My only thing I'm trying to figure out now, and now this is what I was going to ask you your opinion on when I upgrade by getting, turning in the spirit orbs to the sh- and everything to upgrade my stamina and health, what should be like the ratio that I do? Cause I know stamina really should be done first yeah. and I've upgraded it twice already. Good. So now I feel like I should be able to get a heart. Yes, I think that's pretty fair. Like two to one. I think that when I initially started the game, I was mostly prioritizing hearts because I was, in true Breath of the Wild fashion, dying a lot, <laughs> mostly in stupid ways of like falling down mountains because I didn't have enough stamina. Yeah. So it is kind of like a vicious cycle of, well, you def- if you don't have enough stamina, you're going to fall off and you're going to die because you don't have enough hearts. But if you have more hearts and you still fall, you're still going to die. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think stamina is probably where I would go again if I were to like start again from base one mm-hmm. because now that I'm not a scrub lord at the game, I feel like I can survive combat with minimal hearts. Right. Which is like what a lot of master mode is kind of about. It's like, can you make it with just three hearts the whole game? Mm-hmm. You can. Nice. <laughs> so as long as you've got like your shields and you're doing okay in combat, really stamina is I think the more useful thing to kind of beef up in the early game and then catch hearts up a little bit later on. Nice. Unless you find that you're dying left, right, and center. And I really haven't been. Um, Every once in a while I got into, like, I ran across a, what are the, uh, remind me again, and I know this is bad since I've just been replaying it, but the little, like, Koroks? No, the little uh, goblin-y creatures you first, like, discover and fight against. Bokoblins. Bokoblins. Yeah. Bokoblins? Bokoblins. That's I actually, right. I don't know how people... I say Bokoblin. That's how it looks. Yeah, I've heard people say Bokoblin, though, and I was, like, kind of goblin. goblin which and I makes was like, sense, too. Mm, I don't like that. But, but then the, it's <laughs> Boko. Let's just call them orcs. Bokoblins or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so, like, I, I found a group of those that I... Um, I just ambushed because I thought it was like one or two of them, but then it turned out to be and a really big group. And then it turned out to be a lot of them. So I'm like running, throwing bombs behind me like, get away! <laughs> and see, that's where stamina really comes into play because exactly. if you run out and you can't keep running, they're going they're to catch you. you. <laughs> and I did catch a really uh, like high-powered horse as my first horse. Oh, nice. What'd you name it? Bojack from Bojack Horseman. I love the name. I think it's great. Bro Logan one- will like that. He likes Bojack Horseman. Yeah, it's a great show. But... uh what is the other thing? That is the only thing. And I wait. Think what it's color is the horse? He's that like light green with the light gray green, like the with the gray mane ish kind. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe it's not light green. It's like more of like an earthy green, like kind of a 
grayish blue. Yeah, that, I, I think, think it's I a better a, descriptor. Okay. Yeah, 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 I have a horse that with like color. a grayish mane, grayish mane and tail and stuff I think like that. Of my color horse that matches that description, I named her Starla. Oh, how fun! It's how fun! <laughs> Sparkly. <laughs> Sparkly. But uh, but yeah, so I've been enjoying that, and I think it's because of my left Joy-Con issues. But uh, that's like my biggest complaint right now is the horse controls are driving me crazy. So the horse is not like the best, at least in combat. I think the horse is my favorite component of the game for sightseeing mm-hmm. because I just set myself at a nice little trot, put myself on a path. The horse knows where to go, and I'm like. Smell that fresh air. <laughs> like, just walk through the game, and it's like, oh, it's a, enjoy the it's a beautiful morning. Look at the stars. I mean, great landscapes to look at in Breath of the Wild. Beautiful no landscapes. See, if they just had Breath of the Wild VR horse riding simulator, where, like, it's first person on a horse just mm-hmm. in nature, I would 100% be on board with that. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, this is the experience I wanted. Kind of like how Assassin's Creed Origins had the uh, discovery mode, where, like, you could explore yeah, ancient Egypt and that all would that stuff be and learn really, about it. That would be a great, like great type of thing to do. If they could do like a discovery mode for Breath of the Wild, which it kind of already is yeah. a game that's always in discovery mode, but like there were really no enemies and like they really beefed up like lore and discoverable stuff. I would be all about that. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. Listen to me, Nintendo. She's got ideas. Speaking of, this is a very brief aside. I think in some recent like US report of like top ten companies that have the highest oh, how did they describe it? Like consumer trust. Mm-hmm. Basically like how much do consumers believe in your company and like think that you're doing a good job nintendo was like number three like nintendo north america was really high up there and i was like yeah nintendo meanwhile sony and xbox or microsoft i guess in the toilet (laughs) i actually don't know what they ranked i just know they weren't nintendo yeah nintendo has confidence consumer confidence oh that makes sense that's how they phrased it which is interesting before the switch i think if you had asked that about nintendo oh it would have been been so so bad because of the wii u the wii u tanked it and then the switch would like just brought it so so beautifully so back. back. I know it's old news and we did already talk about it, but I am like shaking in my chair for the new Link's Awakening. I cannot oh, yeah. wait. See, now that I've been it, playing more of the yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild, I'm in, getting really interested that, in that too. That might be like a, when it comes out. This is obviously too early to say, but I'm already thinking that might be my game of the year. Really? Already? Because <laughs> it comes out. I mean, Link's Awakening was bold my words. bold words. So who knows? It might suck, but probably not. It doesn't look like From, <laughs> If the art style is any indication, yeah. it's not going to suck. I mean, and if it plays anything like A Link Between Worlds did or the original Link's Awakening... I'm going to love it. As long as they can make a killer soundtrack to go along with it, it's going to be phenomenal. Nice. I'm excited about it. Which, again, I bet they will. Yeah, they better. They better. Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) So the second really thing that we wanted to talk about and kind of a new story, and this one is old, apologize, but we had to touch on it and we had to talk about it, but it's Google Stadia. So So we're getting a new entry into the console gaming world from Google. So now is this so? Uh, this is a topic that I am woefully not even a little bit caught up on. Well, the, the fortunately, the good thing is, is there's still not a whole lot known. Like we have their initial release where they talked about it, all the things at GDC uh, this year is where they talked and really announced it. And so they're they're breaking it down and like talking about the the like the bullet points and that. But that's pretty much how much we know. We don't know price. We don't know how like so you is buy it games or how you get games. So is it going to be a console? I thought it was like some sort of virtual console. It is. It's like okay. a cloud-based console in quotes. Like okay. it's it's a cloud-based kind of thing because yes, you will basically be able to play games through Google Stadia on any internet connected 
device. So phone, PC, tablet, TV, different things like that. And they have its own Wi-Fi connected controller because you can connect through the Wi-Fi stronger signal than like Bluetooth or anything like that. Right. So that's the big thing. They're touting that you will, depending on your internet speed, be able to, at some point when they roll it out fully, be able to stream 4K 60 frames per second. That's pretty impressive. Wouldn't but be also, able to do that at my house, but go on. Again, <laughs> and so we'll get into that in a second. So, but right now it is rolling at 1080, uh, 1080p, 60 frames per second. And then depending on your speed, it will have adaptive quality depending on your internet speed. They do recommend, though, 25 megabits per second as, you, as your main speed to like really get those good, bench, yeah. those good benchmarks. Um, and like I said, we don't know really anything yet on pricing. We don't know if it's going to be like a subscription base. We don't know if it's going to be a per game basis. Maybe it's an add on to games that you, you buy from like you buy for PS4 from Best Buy, but you can for $10 more get the Stadia upgrade. You know, who knows how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so, but really though, the main thing of what I wanted to talk about that, because that's the main like rundown of notes from there. And I got this all from an, the Engadget article when, uh, breaking down the release gotcha. at, from GDC. And so basically, what are our thoughts on this? Like, my initial reaction to it is kind of, I need more before I yeah, sign Yeah, I need, on. like, just a lot more information. Yeah. My, my whole thing is I understand the benefit of cloud play and being able to play anywhere. Like, that's awesome. If we can get to the point where that is truly a thing, like, you know, PS4, Sony just released the mobile play, the mobile play app for your phone, which I, like, looked at and I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you, Sony. Unless maybe, like, Stardew Valley, but I already have that on my Switch, so why would I play that on my phone? You know, kind of a thing. Through the PS4 app. And for people like you with very large hands and fingers, you're going to, you would basically need an iPad to have that actually be like kind of a natural feeling. Oh yeah. Feeling Cause then it's like, scheme. if I'm trying to do this, yeah, that takes up so much of you. Like for me, it's like, like even <laughs> playing with you. the, that was kind of an issue with me for, and why I'm loving the switch as a handheld. Cause even the Vita oh, felt yeah. too small for me. And, and like, especially cause it had the touch pads on the back that you could use for motion controls in the game and different things like that. I found myself really feeling like I'm just holding this tiny little thing. So again, you know, I'm not sure. Did they ever, this is very off topic. Did they ever release like a Vita plus like no. a larger? Really? Yep. That seems like something that they maybe could have done. Maybe, but the Vita is now dead. Uh, yeah, well, it's been <laughs> dead for many years, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they, they won't be doing that, but, but still, so. I understand the ability and the desire to have that, but is it practical? That's yeah. my thing. Like I could see it being really useful in your home, but outside of the home, unless you're like, because most places don't have that fast, like 25 megabytes per second internet. Like you're not going to get that at like a Starbucks or, I mean, even at like the airport, the internet's not, not the that airport. good. You know, you get the five megabytes per second as the free. I mean, you can pay for faster, but still, it's not going to be that fast. So it's, I see the benefit of it being like, the one big benefit I do see is especially if, say, I had an internet connected TV here in my office, and then, you know, Sam's watching something out on the the TV out there. I really want to play, you know, the newest Assassin's Creed, and I want to, but... You know, I'm no longer tethered to the room in the console that has it. I could now just like pull up and like screencast or whatever it is, pull it up in the web browser and play it on my on the TV. That is really cool. Yeah, but I still think the internet thing, the speeds of it all, is going to really be its hindrance. I mean, it's it's obviously very situational sounding, mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, I feel like to, to a certain extent, it's like a catch 22, because on the one hand, if you want to try to break into this like next wave of cutting edge, uh, cutting edge technology, you have to start somewhere. So to a certain extent, it's like, well, at least they're making an effort to like try and approach these sort of next horizons of where gaming might be going. Right. On the other hand, if it's too prohibitive at the start for people to really join in on, is it actually going to go anywhere? And that's just sort of a question that we'll have to wait and see what happens. But for example, I just get free Wi-Fi from my landlords through their internet connection right. and they don't charge me for it. So Ooh, I will nice. never pay for internet unless they officially kick me off and it's like well the cost of that is my internet speeds are not great and like even with games like anthem and monster hunter world which naturally had kind of those longer loading times i sit there for a pretty long time and i'm like any day now mm -hmm. and on the one hand sure i could eventually pay for really for better internet but do i want to i mean if you no. can save money and get it free like yeah, what speed like, do you why think would i what speed do you think you're rolling unknown i haven't checked Mm -hmm. Bad. <laughs> I mean, and for not me, good. The thing is, for me, and what I look at it is that would not be an effort, and I mean, a problem for me here because since I do video and I'm uploading, yeah, you've stuff, got like, I've really got, good speed. I've got Google Fiber, so yeah. I'm rolling really fast. So that's not necessarily a thing for me. But if you are trying to hit this massive player base, especially in more rural areas. And everything like that. Like, is this really going to connect or is this going to be a thing where faster internet speeds are more widely accessible? Yeah. But then on top of that, too, the next part of this is, yes, what are their pricing structure going to look like? What, how do we, like, is this going to be a subscription? Is it going to be a pay per game? Or is it, like I said, which I doubt is going to be how it actually turns out, but will there be like an add on price to if you buy it from somewhere else where it that allows you to be playable on Stadia? You know, so that's the, that's the whole thing about it because my big thing and and my even with streaming movies, TV shows and all that and music even if it's something I really enjoy and love, I'm going to buy it so that I own it. So having it as a subscription service isn't necessarily going to be what I'm looking for cuz I don't want to pour we talked about this actually on our Discord when the when the news of this all came yeah. out. And the point that uh, Fuchsia and I were making on there is that I was we were both just like, I don't want to spend a hundred plus hours in the new Assassin's Creed only for due to licensing things or whatever. It is no longer available on their service. Am I just shit out of luck? Yeah. Like, do I just did I just lose all my stuff? Do, will my saves be kept until for as long as I'm a member? Well, if it's cloud based, presumably yes. Right, but I'm just saying like. What if the game goes away and I never can get back to the game? Well, then I got to buy the game already again, yeah. and then I'm buying the game on top of the subscription service when I could have just bought the game in the begin in the beginning. Yeah. So it, you know, I think these are my big questions, and that's more how my reservations about it. I think yeah, if they come out and it's like it won't be, but like five dollars a month, and you can get Google Stadia and play right. all these blah blah blah. It'll probably be like ten to fifteen, I would imagine, per month uh, if it is subscription based. And again, will I get that? Probably not. Yeah. Because again, I want to, if it's something I'm spending a lot of time in and everything like that, I want to own the game. Exactly. So, We're collectors. We have collectors' hearts. Right. We can't help it. I understand the benefit of using services, which is probably, this is probably going to really hate, especially now with Xbox Game Pass and now Stadia. And I'm sure more things that come out, like services like Gamefly are going to like maybe die. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to really bite into their, into their uh, consumer base. But, I don't know. It's just that's why I have never signed up for Xbox Games Pass or the PS Now, their streaming game, game streaming service oh, too. Oh yeah, I forgot they just, had that. I just 
I want if I'm going to play the game, I want to own the game. Yeah. And if I don't like the game, I'll return the game. I understand, or or not return the game, but like trade it in or give it to somebody else, right. something like that. Which I hardly ever do because yeah. I usually still enjoy Most almost of the all games, games that I enough buy. to keep. Exactly. You know, um, I understand the benefit of being able to just pick up a game, try it out, and be like, "Oh, that's not for me. No big deal. No time. No harm. No foul." That is appealing but not enough to force to be like yeah i'm gonna do this yeah so i mean my primary concern really just boils down to i don't like the idea of having to always have a good enough internet connection right to play my games mm-hmm. like the good thing about having an at-home or portable console like the ds or like the switch or even you know just standard xbox and playstation is even if my internet goes out as long as i'm not playing online games i can still play my right. games and the idea that like well what if there's a power outage that's cool i'll just pop open my ds play something on there and there's no harm no f- mm-hmm. no foul whereas if there's no internet connection which can happen in many circumstances oh, yeah. if you just like if it's storming and the connection gets kind of wonky i don't that that makes me very concerned and yeah. if it requires such a reliable threshold to be playable at all i don't know yeah. not super sold on that yet to be seen what at all and i'm sure I'm assuming E3 or some maybe later shows they'll have they'll well, give us Sony, more information. Oh yeah, this is Google Stadia. Never mind. Um, because I do know that in response to that, Microsoft came out with with statements being like, "Hey, this is really cool. We're interested. Like, this is cool that Google's here, and we're you know interested in like what their product is, but like." We're planning something also. Yeah. Kind of a thing. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this out. I'm going to pull Xbox this up. Xbox is like the underdog that I really want to see make a massive comeback. I, I, like I've been saying, I think they are. In I the think new generation, they're working the new on console it. Console I think they're working on it. I think they're going to blow Sony so, out of the water. And it's funny because like I, I have a very natural antipathy towards like massive corporations, except Nintendo. <laughs> so anytime like Google is like encroaching upon what I see as like our territory, I'm like, fuck off. Get out of here. No. <laughs> Nobody wants you here. So I'm like, come on, Xbox, do something big. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I obviously we just need a ton more information to be able to have truly informed opinions on it. Right. Because all we have right now are suspicions and fears. And just basically <laughs> the bullet points they gave out at the big, at the big announcement. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did find it. The Verge article by Tom Warren, Microsoft's Xbox boss response to Google Stadia promises we will go big for E3. Uh, so it says, quote, Google unveiled its new Stadia cloud gaming service yesterday, and Microsoft was watching closely. In an internal memo to the Xbox team, Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer, responded to Google's announcements by promising a big E3. Quoting Spencer, Google went big today, and we have a, bi- a couple of months until E3 when we go big. Hint, Spencer. So they're obviously working, and I'm assuming it's another thing with Games Pass, or potentially even announcing the new... See, that's what I think Console. they're going to do. I think they're going to at least announce or like have a promo video or something for whatever their next console mm-hmm. is. Because now that I really think about it, the kind of mid-generation console that they, you know, Xbox, whatever, I don't know, whatever they're on right now. Right. Um, that's been a while since it actually came out. I mean, so it seems like 2013, I believe, was when yeah. the PS4 and the Xbox One first came out. And, you know, there's always been the iterations of the S. One X and the PS4 Pro, so yeah. yeah, like it's 2013, it's 2019 now. That's I mean we're we're on the cusp, and that's what I think yeah. everybody's. I think this year will be the announcements. Next year is when they start rolling out. Yeah, I think so too. So. And I think Xbox is probably if they're going to be you know breaking into their next generation of consoles, they're going to want to try to stay ahead or at least on par with whatever Sony is doing mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. the PS5 question mark is 
it's coming eventually. Yeah, it's yeah. just gonna skip numbers. <laughs> P.S. Obsidian. But I mean, honestly, though, that would make the most sense because then you can just do like infinity point oh one whenever they upgrade like this the if it's all gonna be like cloud based anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever oh man but yeah so it'll be interesting to see how what all comes out of that and what further developments we get from stadia obviously e3 is going to be kind of big with that because to see what uh what microsoft i'm 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 excited to see what microsoft's going to come out with me too I'm i really for am him. i really am too plus i really want more information on ori and the will yes the whistle. like come on get well, give it gimme gimme Gimme. I mean, we're at least going to be able to get, at least now, because like Cuphead coming to the Switch, which is awesome. Yeah. Let's get some more of these Xbox Right. On this Switch. whole Nintendo Xbox partnership, I'm it's like, yeah. Good things are going to come Look at these that. friends barely getting along. It's nice. It's good things. This good is, things. These are good things. Yes. We need to team up. <laughs> so another big, uh, since switching gears to another one, is... Wow, that actually works as a really well transition because Gearbox uh-huh, uh-huh. announced uh-huh. <laughs> that Borderlands 3 is officially coming within the last week. Uh, la- well, probably by the time this comes out, it was like a week and a half ago when they announced this. But still, Borderlands 3, the long-awaited sequel in, this, in the game and fourth installment in the series because there's Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands pre-sequel. Yes, and then this one, and then that one. So yeah, the fourth installment in the C- Borderlands sequel series is coming out, and it's coming out this year, September 13th, 2019, on all platforms except Switch, <laughs> and it's going to be a Epic Game Store exclusive for the first six months. Oh, okay, gotcha. What is Epic Game Store? So it's basically Epic, like, like creators of Fortnite and all that stuff, they set up their oh. own like Steam rival store, oh, and they've been I getting see. a lot of like really big, uh, bigger games, and so getting a huh. six-month exclusivity deal where Steam can't sell it, for six months. Oh, I gotcha. So that's, it's causing quite a stir. Okay, I see. From Steam users who are like, we want it too. But, you know. Well, you know what? That is, as much as it sucks to be the consumer that can't get your hands on that exclusive, I understand why companies do it. But also, I understand it, but having exclusive games, PC game store rights doesn't seems odd to me yeah because you could just go buy the physical version at a store somewhere True. or you can just sign up for the free epic game store account and buy it then yeah i understand i guess though it is kind of the thing where if you're into having your achievements on steam again anyone who is a pc gamer primarily please weigh in on this because we're not uh, we're we play not. console only really we have and max. so we have max what are we too. gonna yeah, do what are we gonna do <laughs> and so weigh in uh, if if this is wrong or way off base but it's just for me, that does that seems like a nitpicky kind of thing, like yeah. ar- argument to have. It's like cool. I, like for me, I would just be like, all right, cool, yeah, I'll just sign up for Epic Games Store. I mean, I've, I, have, I've downloaded Fortnite from it anyway. Why would I not? Yeah. You know, kind of a thing. I guess the other threat, though, in like from again, like a consumer perspective, is if you do make something exclusive for a blank amount of months or even a year, as we've seen some uh, specific games do in the past, like for example, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, it, that period of exclusivity is also a period in, in which the consumer can just rapidly lose interest. Mm-hmm. Because if a game comes out and you're not able to play it for a year, by the time that year is over, do you even remember that you really wanted to play that game? Yeah. So it, even if it's six months, the same thing kind of applies. Uh, consumer attention is just, that's a low attention span nowadays. So they could potentially be losing out on money by making it not freely accessible to people across different all PC platforms. Right. So, so. But that's a risk they're clearly willing to try out and even if it's just a tester and they're like wow we really shot ourselves in the foot with this at least that's some a lesson learned maybe maybe hopefully they'll learn from it if it doesn't go well (laughs) but still borderlands 3 i'm super excited for it i love the first borderlands game it was incredibly fun it's a really 
I mean, they promise just like in the trailer for this one, they're like, there will be billions of guns. Billions you know, and all of this guns. Stuff. One is even a gun that has legs and chases after people. It's like a character and thing in this. They haven't gone too much into like the story details. It looks like it's going to focus around kind of a cult, like an outer space cult, uh, from what a shot in the trailer showed, like, uh, I can't remember what it looks like now, but it's like, Children of the Star or something like this is like what the cult is named. It has a new innovation I was reading up on with co-op because, you know, you can play this game single player. You can play a co-op with your friends. But in the past versions of the game, you would have to say you found a chest. You'd have to fight over loot, basically, like whatever pops oh, up. Oh, gosh. But you can have it set now in this one where each player will get their own unique loot oh, drops, that's basically, nice. from the, in different parts in the game. So there's no longer this whole thing of Oh, man, I stuff, feel like but, I kind of like the idea, though, of having to fight your own oh, friends yeah. for the loot. That's like, kind of fun. It's like anything. It's even like an Apex Legends. You yeah. land and everybody's scrambling, like, where's the guns? You know, and all this. And so it's it's all about just being able to find stuff like that. So it might remove it, but for people who don't want to have to worry about that, which honestly like me I, I would that would get annoying if everybody else who's bigger and better than me is, keeps getting all these bigger and better guns and not letting me have any plus you know that at some point somebody's going to get like overly butt hurt and then you're just not going to play anymore you're <laughs> exactly. like fine quit stealing my damn guns <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah it's a uh, it, it'll be a fun time but i thought that was a pretty neat little uh thing that they added into the game yeah never played borderlands like i said can't say I have any strong feelings either yeah, way, I but I can understand that people are jazzed. I don't, especially because it's been so long since the, the, it's like been waiting for the Borderlands Three announcement for so so long. So it's, it's cool to finally have it here. Um, but yeah, I de- yeah, I definitely don't see it being your cup of tea. No, probably not. So, it's another one though that I'm looking. It's for a hard this year. pass. <laughs> Something else to look forward to as I still wait for the release date of Last of Us Part Two. Indeed, mm. it's not going to looking at you, Sony. Twenty twenty one. God damn it. It's my if it's official. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. I'm oh, saying it right man. here, right now. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> now, a- I still think it'll come out in 2020, but that's neither here nor there. Not here nor there. Yeah. So, as much fun as it is to talk about all these things and kind of catch up with ourselves, with each other, because this has been a very good catch up and going back on a lot of different fun things, it's been a lot of fun to do that. But we could keep this going for a very long time, but unfortunately, we do have to try to keep it within our normal time constraints for an episode. I know, like all these rules we've put upon ourselves. So we're going to go ahead and draw the, our, our conversation and everything to a close. But before we go, I do have a couple of little extra things. As kind of a thank you to everyone to... Uh, for your patience, as we've been having to go through not not have as many new episodes and content to show out, show out, we did want to do another giveaway. So this is going to be fun. Don't get too excited. It's not as cool as a new P- as a used PS4 it's like our last one. It's pretty cool. It's though. pretty cool though because these are actually hard to find. And what I'm talking about is I'm going to be giving away a brand new, still in its shrink wrapped, uh, Last of Us Part Volume Two soundtrack on vinyl from mondo uh so these are usually they put these out they sell and once they sell out they normally don't reprint so it's incredible soundtrack obviously uh, any fans of the last was series or soundtrack know this so we'll be giving this away um i'm not sure when we'll kick off the competition this week so pay attention to our social media and we'll let everyone know when that contest begins so good luck to everyone who would like to try to win this an excellent prize, I would say. I think so. Vinyls are very cool, as we know. I know. From this other last one. <laughs> one. Another one. This is the original printing that Mondo did uh, that had volumes one and two. You can buy yeah. volume one. Yeah, there's, they sold them. They did this initial pack that was that we have up here on the back wall of our studio here where they, it was both volumes one and two packaged together. And then they broke them out later and did the volume one and volume two separately. And so they just came out with a volume two about a couple months ago. Well, 
So hopefully people will be super excited about that. They will be music fans and video game fans alike. Yes, indeed. But also speaking of music, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight before we go. And we picked a great one this week. I think we are going to feature a track from Divinity Original Sin 2, and it is called Amber Ale. The composer is Borislav Slavov, and it's an incredibly fun tavern music piece. And it's, even that, even his name and the name of the, the title of the song, it's like, wow, that does definitely sound like... A ye old tavern kind of. Song. It really is. It's great. It's got like some great fusions, and it just—it's one that just kind of keeps building. It's—it's it's just got this nice like medieval folksy feel to it, and then like near the end of it, it incorporates some accordion. It's just a really great, light-hearted, fun track to have on in the background. So oh, I really the accordion, the accordion, the <laughs> much disparaged, only made famous by Weird Al. You know, kind of thing. Oh. Isn't it Weird Al who plays the accordion? Or am I totally off base he, on that? Yeah, he does. He does. Right? Yeah. So you know, aside from Weird Al, who plays yeah. the accordion? Yeah. But anyway, still though. Borislav Slavov does, and he incorporated it into a song for Amber Ale, and it's really great. So give that a listen after the official close of the episode, which is now. Thank you, everyone, once again, for coming back and listening to this new episode. Thank you once again also for your patience in the last few weeks. Thank you to our patrons for helping us and continuing to make each and every show possible. We will see you all next week. Until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. Stick around for the song. We'll see you all next time. (laughs) 